Filthy Henry, Accidental Legend, Chapter 26. Cahill felt exhausted. Not just tired. Tired he could have lived with. Tired was going out on a drinking bender and having to get up for a job the next morning. This was different. It was a level of exhaustion he had never experienced before in his life. It felt like not just the muscles were tired, but his very bones too. If somebody had offered to let him sleep, uninterrupted for a solid week, he would have gone comatose on the spot. He had no real memory of getting back to the house, or what had happened out in the field, other than a feeling of being extremely angry at the world in general, then losing control and letting it all go. After that, everything was a complete blank. Filthy Henry placed a plate of toast down on the table in front of Cahill. Butter ran off it in rivers of fatty goodness. He pulled out the chair opposite Cahill and sat down. The fairy detective slid a cup of black coffee across the tabletop, then started to drink from a second cup he held up in his right hand. With a wry smile on his face, he nodded at the plate of toast and looked up at Cahill. Go ahead. You'll need to eat after all that excitement, he said. Cahill picked up a slice of toast and took a bite. After what excitement? The fairy detective leaned back in his chair, the wood creaking. It was missing one leg at the back, the result of the trap material gathering. After saving the day. Look, I just want to clear one thing up now. Alice doesn't like me. The only reason I kissed her out there was to get you angry. Cahill crushed the slice of toast in his hand and dropped the bits to the table. I bloody knew you did something, he said, lunging across the table. Filthy Henry rolled his eyes and held up his open left hand. Stall on Lee Road, he said. Cahill felt the air around him grow heavy, harden almost, and hold him in place. Listen, you idiot, I had to do it. I couldn't directly use my magic to help you, and I needed you to use the artifact the same way you had before in the forest. The only way to do that was by making you properly mad. Jealous. I figured that's what had caused the destruction the last time. You tapping into your dark emotions and I didn't have time to explain it to you when you were out there. Kissing her in front of you was the only way to get you into that frame of mind again. Turns out for some people, jealousy is an even better motivator than love. But you gave me the potion, Cahill said, straining against the air. The fairy detective picked up a slice of toast and wolfed it down, immediately reaching for another one. Yeah, about that. It was just boiled weeds. I needed to get you out in the field somehow. I figured you'd believe me if I told you it was a magical potion. Cahill went limp and let the magic keep him in place. You're such a jerk, do you know that? Yeah, I've been called worse, Filthy Henry said. Particularly by Shelley as she was leaving, Alice said, entering the room. At least that's what Drew said. Cahill, you're going to have to buy some new doors for the cupboards. Or maybe just new cupboards entirely. Well, she wanted to get the bus back on her own, Filthy Henry said staring into his coffee mug. Can't exactly call a person names when they aren't around to defend themselves. Alice walked over to Cahill, leaned in, and kissed him gently on the cheek. 
Filthy Henry, finishing his second slice of toast, clicked his fingers. The air around Cahill returned to normal. He reached up and touched his cheek gently, looking Alice in the eyes. What was that for? She winked at him and smiled the cute smile he had fallen in love with all those years ago. For saving the world, you eejit, Alice said. Now that you realise you can do great things, how about you clean up your act? Also, get a haircut, that fringe is ridiculous. Cahill was speechless. It seemed as if he had hit his head and woken up in a dream world. Alice grinned and went over to the kitchen and started looking for something in the half-dismantled presses. What the hell? he said to Filthy Henry. I told you. All it takes to really impress a girl is to save her life. Of course, saving the life of everyone in the world as well, by extension, kind of covers that. You used the magic of the hurley stick to get rid of the guys coming at you. Their shoes were even vaporised by that magical beam. Maeve was caught in the blast, saving my pale ass, by the way. Thanks for that. I checked for any signs of the crone McGarry, but there was only two charred shoes and a half cauldron left. Seems your magic destroyed her too. All in, you did a damn fine job. He rose from the table and finished off the last of his coffee with a single mouthful. In the kitchen, Alice found a cup and was boiling the kettle. Mammy Cullen entered the room, shot a dirty look at the fairy detective, then joined Alice by the sink. Here, where's the baby? the fairy detective asked. Your bald buddy has him outside, Mammy Cullen replied. I'm going to start cooking some dinner for the three of us. You pair can go get a sandwich in town on your way to the bus. Cahill smiled. No matter what, an Irish mother would always think everyone was out to hurt her children, regardless of whether it was true or not. It was amazing how, even after everything that had happened during the night, Mamby Cullen still thought Filthy Henry was full of horse manure. The fairy detective reached over and shook Cahill's hand firmly. Listen, good job out there. In about an hour, all the magical parts of your memories will fade away. Don't worry about it. The Nask Driachta is just ensuring that you all don't remember about fairies and magic being real. It will adjust your memories so you don't even notice. Plus, Alice will still think the sun shines out of your backside, and you hopefully will realise that you can achieve great things, if you just put your mind to it. Also, stay off the drink, yeah? You're much better off without it. Not many people had said words like that to Cahill when he was growing up. It felt nice to have somebody other than his mother believe in him. Thanks, was all he could think up in reply as a lump formed in his throat. Filthy Henry winked at him, then picked up his trench coat and pulled it on. With a slight wave at the hand at the ladies in the kitchen area, the fairy detective walked out the door. I'll see you around, he said. Then he left the house. Drew sat outside with the baby car seat on the ground by his feet. He was bent over, leaning slightly forward making silly faces at the smallest member of the Cullen family. When he heard Filthy Henry come out the front door, the druid looked up. All sorted, he asked. Filthy Henry nodded. Yeah, we're good to go. He looked around and sighed. So she left then? Actually left without saying a word to me. The druid shrugged. Just give her some time. She'll come around. Maybe. It was the maybe part of the situation that had Filthy Henry concerned. Friends were things that people seemed to make very easily. Yet throughout his whole life, he had never really made any good friends. Associates and acquaintances to beat the band, sure. But a real friend had always eluded him.
despite what he said about, and indeed directly to Shelley. The fairy detective had come to think of her as a friend, which was why he found it so annoying that a slight resurrection omission had caused her to stop speaking with him. Most disagreements like this could generally be resolved by undoing what had been done. Filthy Henry figured that killing Shelley was not the right way to get her back on speaking terms. Once he got back to Dublin, the fairy detective would seek her out and try and patch things up. Assuming she agreed to see him. You good to go? Filthy Henry asked Drew, picking up his tattered suitcase from the doorstep. Ready when you are, the druid said. He lifted up the silver hurley stick. What about this? I'll leave it here, Filthy Henry said. By the end of the day, the magic will have fully ran out of it. It'll just be another dormant artifact. Until whatever decided to activate it this time figures it's needed again. Drew carefully placed the stick across the baby car seat so that it rested on the edges of the black plastic, but not on the child inside. Ulton let out a little giggle and reached towards the stick, his tiny fat fingers grasping for the handle. When they touched the metal surface there was a bright flash of red light and the car seat exploded, sending plastic parts flying through the air. Filthy Henry and Drew were both knocked off their feet, landing in the dirt outside the house. Filthy Henry recovered, coughed a little, then looked up at the towering figure standing over him. The man had to be at least seven feet tall. He had a mane of dark red hair that flowed down his neck and over his shoulders, which looked like fleshy boulders. His chest had nothing covering it, although considering that it seemed like his muscles had muscles, Filthy Henry was not sure if anything would have fit. Too powerful, extremely well-toned and defined, legs were thankfully showing out from underneath the purple and blue baby blanket that the man was holding with his left hand to cover his private parts. In his right was the silver hurley, glowing. What the hell? Drew said, rolling over and staring at the man. Oh crap, did we just blow up the baby? Filthy Henry stood up and looked at the man. Who in Dagda's name are you? he asked him. I'm Ku Cullen, he said. Legendary warrior of Ulster. I've come back to defend Ireland in her time of need. You've got to be kidding me, the fair detective said. Pinching the bridge of his nose, Filthy Henry stepped closer to Ku Cullen. The waves of magical energy coming off him were powerful, no doubt as a result of the sudden transformation required to turn an infant into a full-grown and ridiculously strong man. Uh, would you mind handing your hurley over to my friend here? Filthy Henry said, pointing at Drew. He's just gonna uh, clean it for you. Of course, Cucullin said without hesitation, offering the hurley stick head first. Drew stood up and took the stick. Once Cucullin's fingers no longer touched the metal handle, there was another flash of red light. Filthy Henry moved fast and caught Ulton before he hit the ground. The child let out a gurgle and started to wriggle around playfully in the fairy detective's arms, his little fat fingers grasping towards the hurley stick. Not a word about this to anyone, Filthy Henry said to Drew. I mean it. Not one bloody word. Accidental Legend Prologue It surprised Maeve at how beautiful the arrowhead looked in the afternoon sunlight. As the magic of the crone's spell wore off, the bright lights and multicoloured stars fading from sight, the Queen found herself once again in old Ireland. Proper Ireland. Around her the entire battlefield was frozen, presumably as a result of the spell rewinding time. Some warriors were falling over, suspended in the air as stones and arrows hit them. 
Others lay on the ground, dying from their wounds. Up on the hill stood the demon boy, with that bloody silver hurley stick in his hand. Maeve decided not to dwell on the details any further. Once the spell finished, she knew the arrow would go straight through her eyeball, and it would all be over. It was better this way. She was tired. Fate clearly did not want her to rule. Better to stop fighting and just give in. A gnarled hand slowly gripped the shaft of the arrow and began to change its angle of flight in the air. The queen, unable to move her body, managed to look left. She was met with a smile filled with blackened teeth. Looks like that spell pulled me back with you, the crone said. But my shoes stayed behind. With a grunt, Lauren tugged the arrow further through the air and lined it up so that when it resumed moving, it would pass harmlessly over Maeve's shoulder. I mean, white shoes, right? Anyway, it looks like you and me aren't exactly finished with each other. So let's get to work. If it's the last thing we do, I want to kill that half-breed. Filthy Henry, Accidental Legend is a serialised podcast based on the book of the same name by Derek Power. The podcast is produced and narrated by Niall Milton, with additional music contributed by Niall Milton. If you just can't wait for more Filthy Henry stories, head right over to Amazon, where the entire Filthy Henry series is available for Kindle and paperback. Be sure to also check out Filthy Henry Case Files, a series of original short stories written by Derek Power and Niall Milton. Stay tuned for more Filthy Henry stories in 2023. But for now, we need to leave Filthy Henry some space to get back to Dublin and patch things up with Shelley, if he can. Before we let you go, if you could leave a rating or review for this series, that would mean a lot to us. Or even share the podcast on your socials. That would be just great. And as always, thanks for listening. It just wouldn't be the same without you. Gurdabahagwiv, Galair. I'll get slow and go full.